All right, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You got your boy Zage here, of course. I'm joined by a beautiful soul. I'm super excited to have her here. Uh, a newfound tattoo artist, a graphic designer, a creative, just an all-around nice person. Uh, this is my friend, Nicole Safranova, joining us today. Tell everybody hi. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome, <laughs> Very welcome. Very nice intro. <laughs> Thank you. We're glad to have you here. I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about. But uh, first and foremost, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you celebrate? Did you do anything fun? Um, yeah. So actually, I stayed at... In LA, um, me and my boyfriend cooked uh, too much food for like three people, to mm. be honest. Like, we have so many fucking leftovers. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Oh, can I swear? Oh, please. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really good. I think, like, uh, it was interesting because I feel like I haven't had like a family Thanksgiving in a while. So. I don't know, Friendsgivings, man. So yeah, really, definitely. Really did, good vibe. We did yeah. one, too. I did uh, Friendsgiving with, like, Sean Tran and some of the drumline boys over at their house. It was really nice. It was so kind of like... <laughs> it, it, it was really nice. I like the term Friendsgiving. I used to be kind of anti it, and I thought it was, like, kind of tacky. Mm -hmm. But it's actually really nice because... I, I come to find that one of my favorite holidays that we have is Thanksgiving. Because, it's uh, the food. It's the food, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the, the itis food. after I eat the food. And it actually is, what I was about to say, is like the, the companionship. Like I just like yeah. being around people, especially right now where I feel like more separated from my friends and family than I ever have, you know, Dude, physically. fucking um, tell me about it. Yeah. I've just been feeling like mad like periods of loneliness. And like I think holiday season is always like a time where like it used to be like, lonely but now it's because i have like friends and like around me like it feels a lot warmer that's that amazing you know what yeah I mean? of yeah. course yeah and uh, how long have you been in la just did you did you come in just for usc yeah so i moved here three i'm a senior <laughs> i can't do math wow, okay. <laughs> four congratulations years ago. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fight on that's crazy and, and you came from where again um i came from chicago that's but, what i thought okay um i moved from russia when i was younger so i know that definitely yeah do you know chris papa Chris Papa, that sounds super familiar, but dude, I feel like I've seen his face. I, I like definitely his name think before. you have, uh, but I only ask because he's also like from Chicago and he just came on last week. He was my last guest, so I have like oh, back to back Chicago I've people. I've seen him. I don't know him, but okay. he looked really cool. So I was like, let me stop him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he works with Twenty Four K, and I mean, they're obviously doing huge things right now. Oh, that's so, so sick! I definitely recommend wow. checking him out. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Uh, tell me about. Russia. Let's just let's just rewind <laughs> all the way back to the beginning, right? The Soviet what time. What is your perspective? Yeah, of the USSR, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Like. What is your perspective, and uh, what got you to America? Was it family? Was it yourself? Yeah. What, what, tell me the story. You know, good question. The origin story. Um, my origin story. Whoa. Okay. So, to be completely honest, okay, I moved from Russia when I was seven, and then I visited when I was ten, and then seventeen, and both times that I visited, like. The country was completely different than like the previous time um so for example like in terms of like infrastructure like everything became a lot more modern looking and it just looked very different from like the city that i was growing up in um that's crazy but i think that i feel like i've blocked a lot of them those memories out not because they're bad or anything but just because of like every single day like there's like new things to focus on and then like you don't really think about your memories right but I definitely like have a, I don't know, a yearning, is that what it's called? Yeah, a yearning to go back because I feel like I'm losing a lot of like my culture. So in terms of like, for example, like me speaking in Russian, right? I'll only talk to my family because I don't really have a lot of friends here who do speak Russian. And so like that makes me feel like, oh, like when I'm talking to my family and I'm like, hi dog. <laughs> and I'm like losing like my like vocabulary, for example, right? I feel like so stupid because I'm just like, oh no, like this is like my culture, you know? Like I'm supposed to like be a part of this. Do you feel disconnected? Yeah, 100%. And like the other thing is like, even though I was born in Russia, right? Like I'm mixed race, so um, I'm half Russian, half Mongolian. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but I've never like felt really connected with like that like Mongolian side because like all my family who's like still alive is Russian. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, the Mongolians. exactly. Yeah. It's like, it, I feel like at some point in my life, like maybe if it's like not directly after college, but like a couple years after, like, I definitely just want to go back and like have like a, uh, eat, pray, love, sure, <laughs> like, like a, a reconnecting like, journey. Exactly, no, I totally, yeah. I, I was going to ask you, like, what do you think would be the method of gaining that like reconnect like if so you mm. say say you get like free flight back to russia right you go back what are you doing to try and get back in touch with your roots dude i would just like start with like the cities where my family lives in right just because like definitely want to get like closer with my family because one i just have it i've been yeah. so disconnected from them for since like 
I was 17, yeah. right? Um, and there's nothing like a specific moment why I did that. It was just kind of like life got busy and, you know. Um, but I would start off in like probably St. Petersburg because that's my favorite city ever. It's so beautiful. Like the architecture is insane. And there's okay. so many, so much history in that city. I'm a big like city history person. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would start off like with my, like where my aunts and like my cousins live. And then probably like go to my, to like Moscow where my dad's sister lives. Um, Cause I haven't seen her since I was like, probably eight. That's crazy. Yeah, it's Were been so long. Were you guys so close long. before? No, not oh, at okay, all. Okay, like, yeah. dude, the thing is like, it's weird. Like, everyone has that like connotation that like Russian families are like super close, and I agree with that if they're like in the same proximity. But I feel like because like, okay, and I'm generalizing here, sure. but like, the most of the Russians that I've met are like kind of cold people, including me. Hmm. <laughs> so. It's kind I of an ironic it. statement. Yeah. I feel, like it's, I feel like it's pretty cold there. <laughs> it, exactly. Yeah. It's just it ma- the temperatures match the vibes. Um, but I, literally, like, every TikTok you see about Russia is, like, those, like, grungy, like, gray aesthetic. Like, that's true. Yo, uh, yo, I've been sitting here waiting to ask you because I was going to say, like, mm-hmm. what is your perception of, well, for one, America coming from Russia, but as well, like, your perception of Russia after seeing what everybody in America says about it, because I was going to say those exact words to you. Like, when I think of Russia, I literally think of, like, it's in black and white, it's gray, and people wear those, like, tall furry hats or whatever they are. You know what I'm talking about? I want to get one of those. (laughs) I was literally, like, looking for, like, deals today. I was, like, tall, like, Ushanka, which is, like, what the hat is, like, is. I was, like, Ushanka, Black Friday deals. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Um, But, yeah, like, do you feel like you have a unique perspective just because uh, you came to America, and I I can only imagine they talk a lot of shit about America from Mm -hmm. Russia, and then we obviously talk a lot of shit about Russia here. So, how, like, does it put you in a weird situation? Yeah, I've always had this, like, weird... Not weird, because it's understandable, but, like, uh, in media, right? Like, there's only, like, certain types of tropes that, like, Russian characters can fit, right? It's yeah. either, like, you're the villain, you're the spy, or, like, that's it. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Or, like, you're mysterious or whatever the fuck. But, like, that shit fucks me up because that makes me think that, like, oh... If this is how the world is perceiving my culture, then, like, is that what my culture really is? It's kind of like cognitive dissonance, you know what I mean? Sure. Because, like, growing up here, right, like, the majority of my life, like, everyone has always, like, said some type of, like, stereotype about Russians to me. And, like, I totally get it. It's, like, what everyone does about every single fucking culture here, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So... I understand, but at the same time, it's just like, I wish that there was a more accurate representation of what Eastern European culture is like outside of just Europe. And I mean, it's hard to like have that be uh, like a real thing because like everything's gonna be westernized if you live in this part of the country, part of the world. Yeah, (laughs) true, true, true. So it sucks, but like, everything has to like take a gradual change. And so maybe at some point in the future, like the accurate representations will start to come up. But Hmm. I think like in terms of perceiving America as an immigrant, bro, I can go on and on about this because like, there's so many things that like people here I notice do that they think is like the best possible like solution. So I just watched Vice yesterday, right? Okay. And w- what on Vice? Hmm? You said Vice? Yeah, like Vice like the um the movie like with oh, no, Dick Cheney. Oh, no, I only know the channel. Like, oh my like God. the the you know the television channel or whatever. Dude, you have to watch this shit. Okay. It is so good cuz I like that actually like paints a picture of like how the country is like came to be in like the present moment, right? Cuz like Wow, we're just going so many directions. I'm ready. It's a podcast. Uh, (laughs) We bounce, you know? Yeah, like, the movie was just, like, uh, it's kind of, like, a representation of the beginning of the radicalization of people here, right? So, like, the um, difference between, like, uh, people who are, like, really Republican versus really Democrat, right? Because this was all happening in the Bush era. Yeah, the political divide. Exactly. Like, the political divide was, like, really heightened during, or started to become heightened during the Bush era. And so... Basically, that whole movie was just telling me that, okay, like, our government, American government, instills fear in citizens for them to think that what the government is doing is, like, legit and is the good thing for the citizens, right? Or is beneficial for, like, our well-being. But 
at the same time, it's like we're not hearing both sides of the story because everything is again like very partisan or bipartisan. And so, like coming back to like my perception of America is like everyone here believes not everyone people here believe that it's good to be part of an individualistic society. And I totally agree with that. Like, uh, again, like no other country would allow you to like be so entrepreneurial as America does. But at the same time, like that sort of mindset seeps into welfare, right? So like if you automatically think that, okay, like I'm gonna be out only for myself, right? I'm only gonna try to benefit myself and not think about like, how you're affecting the environment, the people around you, like every social issue possible, right? Then like in the future, how is the world going to be better if you're only focusing on yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was like the biggest, like I think cultural shift for me to get used to when I moved here because like, even though, like I mentioned earlier, like um, Russians can come off as cold at the same time, like I definitely feel like the collectivist culture in Russia and Europe, Asia, especially like, like that is just a more like grounding foundation for a better society, Und in my opinion. Totally understood. Do you think that you use the word collective carefully as to not use the word communist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Good. yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like what you were talking about, it, it just so when you started speaking, what I, when you said individualistic, I mm -hmm. thought you were referring to this sense of like everybody thinks they have to be very unique in America and they have to like have a peacock mm -hmm. personality or whatever it may be. But then when I realized what you meant more was like uh, just the sense of like oh, kind of ego, you know, like yeah. I have to take care of myself and my family, which isn't ego but is ego. Um, we do have a serious problem with that. But then the solution to it is like, okay, so we just start caring for everybody. That's kind of communism. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong. I, I actually like, I've said this before, and it's obviously a sarcastic statement. Mm. I love communism. Like I love the <laughs> idea of everybody sharing everything and for supporting sure, each yeah. other, but it never works out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I wonder like. No, and I totally agree. Yeah, I don't, I just historically, because people, they take advantage of the situation, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that like, it's important to look at like models of government that aren't ones that we are typically used to, right? For example, like, everyone always talks about, like, how democracy is, like, the best, like, form. And I agree, but to a certain extent yeah. when, like, for example, like, what our situation is right now is, like, yeah, we have democracy, but we have such an extreme form of democracy where if one side doesn't get it, then they get automatically angry versus if the other side, you know, it's like, yes. yeah, there's equal representation, but like for who, right? To me, I don't even consider that a political issue. Yeah. I feel like that is a, like a state of mind issue that we're having in our country right exactly, now. Like yeah. the, the, if you're not with us, you're against us mentality. Mm -hmm. It's like peeking out right now. Did you see the social dilemma? Oh my God. Yeah, it's so good. And it actually refers, yes. like, it, it refers exactly to what you're talking mm -hmm. about, this like political divide and how it's peaking right now. And, and you had mentioned earlier, uh, like the, uh, I can't remember exactly what you had said, but like the start of the political divide yeah, and then like the Bush era the, and everything mm -hmm. like that. And you were talking about, oh, I remember, uh, you were talking about the media being used to scare and manipulate the public. And mm -hmm. I think we're seeing that like heightened and peaking again right now yeah. with, with like Black Lives Matter and with all the other protests that are going on right now. Uh, I feel like the media picks a side and they try to like really push. Yeah, they say that support, like everything you know? that like the protesters are doing is bad when in reality it's like you guys are doing like government is doing so much worse, Of course, you know, but I think that like to your point about me choosing my words carefully when it comes to like communism Collective. versus Collective. collectivism. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I'm from Russia, but like, I'm not a communist. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but I think like, yeah. um, the reason why I chose collectivism as opposed to communism is because again, like there are forms of government that we knew prior and like, sorry, there are forms of government that we knew throughout history um, that we're like, oh, there's good intentions, but poor execution, right? Yeah. So I think that we need to look at different models of how do we integrate the forms of government that we know to work in certain countries that have less population, for example, like Sweden, right? I think I'm completely pulling this out of my ass, so I don't know if it's Sweden specifically or Norway, but like- They won't fact check you. Yeah, one of those countries, <laughs> like they just do like democratic socialism really well, right? Okay. And like, I think that it works well for them because there's a smaller population of people as opposed to here, right? But yeah. my like question is like, okay, so then how do we create a form of government that is going to 
work for a large country, but still takes into account like uh, a growing society, right? So like, how do we like really create a government that again works for the people, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but like in a way that legitimately works, as opposed to one that is based on like power and uh, just like bureaucracy yeah, and all that course. fucking shit. You know what I mean? I feel like the whole country is founded upon like how can we take advantage of the least advantageous advent advantageous people, mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like uh, the people who are least educated and have the least amount of money, they're the easiest to rob. So like, yeah. so that's what we do. You but know? that's the stupid, that's, uh, it's literally like, it started from like, I remember like the, when I was learning about like American history, it's like, it started from like way, 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 like, I don't know, 1920s or whatever the fuck, right? It's sure. like, that's when people realize like, oh, okay, like to get ahead, I have to step on other people, right? Yeah. And now we're like seeing all these really powerful, wealthy people stepping on the rest of the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally like, a 1% yeah. versus 99%. And that, that's where mm -hmm. it seems so crazy to me is because you would think that because we're the 99%, we'd have more capabilities, but it's just like, we don't, you know, because unfortunately the 1% have so many resources. Exactly. You know and I mean? the other it thing is a pretty yeah. fucked up situation. And like the 1%, like, wow, this is a very liberal conversation. Yeah, we really is, got into it. Yeah, we really <laughs> got into it. Um, but... Just like one last point, I guess, on it is like, I guess what makes me frustrated the most about seeing society function here, right? And yeah. don't get oh, me wrong, yeah, like, yeah. Russia has its own problems, like, for sure. Yeah, like, fuck Russia. You know, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can say the same shit, honestly, but. Um, you don't have to, I was yeah. just kidding. <laughs> but wait, what was your point, please? It's just the fact that it's frustrating to me that. The 1%, right, the people that we mentioned who have the most amount of power here, they paint society to be, again, like, oh, they're doing beneficial things for our society, right? Like, they tell us that, yeah. not tell us, they, um, what is it? Like, argument? Uh, anyway, they, like, perpetuate this notion that... Um, what they're doing, like all the tax breaks for like the wealthy, like all of this, like things that are inadvertently affecting them more than they're affecting the, inadvertently affecting them better than they're affecting like constituents here. Yeah. Like it just sucks to me that like everything that we know is based on like not lies, but lies that 100%. like they tell us, you know, it's like, again, it's like, there's just so many things that like clouds our judgment. And I feel like, at some point, we just need to have, like, a mass awakening. <laughs> Definitely. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know, I totally agree, and I, and I do hope that we are, yeah, sorry, we are recording outside in case you didn't already figure it out. Uh, COVID safety, it's super important. <laughs> but I was going to build COVID on what safety. you said, like, um, just as a, as a blatant conspiracy, like, it's funny to me to think that 100 years ago, a bunch of, like, presumably white guys were able to, like, sit around a room and write a textbook mm -hmm. and call it, like fact but still include all of these biases that would now affect the world today exactly. and like benefit these other white men exactly. that get to sit around the room you know yeah. it's really funny and whether or not they meant to do it or not which i'm sure they did uh it's very clear now and i do hope that more people will become like at least more open to the idea of like uh what you read in a textbook isn't true you know yeah yeah and yeah. it sounds broad but i also mean that to just collectively represent like the internet your friends like everything you hear anywhere just question be, everything. Be, exactly. That's my shit. It's like biases, question yeah. everything. Like I, I took a Native American studies class this semester and like wow. the biggest thing I've learned is literally it's just like history is gonna be biased towards the person who is the majority, right? Yeah. Or like who's an advantage. And so how can you have an equal representation of like everyone's experiences in history when there's only one side, right? So yeah. question everything. No, question everything. <laughs> That's a really good perspective yeah. to have. Um, so to deep dive out of this topic, uh, <laughs> tell, me, yeah. tell me more about uh, the discovery of passion for art. Because it's clear to mm. me that you are extremely expressive, both mm. like in your attire, your personality, oh, and just like nice. what you put online, you know? So tell me... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, gas it up. Uh, <laughs> tell me, everybody, make sure you see the picture in the Instagram so you know what we're talking about, oh, right? No. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, tell me, like, when did you have a conscious moment where you were like, oh, I actually care a lot about expression and, and my artistic expression? Yeah. Um, so, to be completely honest, like, it's crazy to me, but, like, I started this shit off, like, really, really young. Like, I figured. I remember when I was 
three years old, I had this big wall in my apartment in Russia, and my mom and my, like my dad would just let me paint anything I want on that wall. Cool. It was like a spare room, right? Yeah. Like a computer room. And so like I just remember like going crazy and just like the entire that whole room was just covered in paintings, right? And obviously it wasn't good. I was like three years old, just fucking like <laughs> doodling shit. But I don't know, just like, I will never forget like that experience because from then, like, then I went to like art classes where I could just like learn how to, I guess, like use other materials as opposed to just paint. And then I continued doing that until I was like uh, probably going into high school, to be honest. And then in high school, something shifted where I was like, oh, I can't do art anymore. Like maybe like this isn't going to get me far, right? Like all the things that society has told me that like uh, about art, again, it's not true, right? It's like right. art can make you a lot of money, guys. True. Stick with it. But yeah, I don't know. I just remember like kind of like when I look back on like my high school experience, like I definitely lost a big part of me in terms of my expression, right? Like I like, wanted to like fit in, right? Cause I like lived yeah. in the suburbs and like it was a very like uh, homogenous society, sure, right? Sure. So yeah, I just, I remember like not taking any art classes in high school. And then when I like went and tried to, when I was applying to colleges, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do business, right? I'm gonna become a lawyer. Like I'm gonna do business law. Cause I did like debate throughout high school. All this shit that basically like I knew would probably get me into college. I was like, okay, let me just do that. Of course. So I remember like doing really poorly in my business classes. And then I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, like how am I ever gonna get a job if my GPA is bad? Or I was just worrying a lot about numbers, right? Okay. And then I, Foul. And the future. And the future. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I'm a very anxious person, if you couldn't tell. Um, so I definitely am working on that. But <laughs> we <yeah>. all are. <laughs> exactly. Are. Yeah. yeah. So definitely like think a lot about the future. But then at the end of my freshman year, I was like, dude, this is like not making me happy. So like, what can I do? And so I like actively went and started um, like looking for like ways to incorporate creativity into my job. Right. But still be able to like, quote unquote, make money. Yeah. Um, and so I, I like found product design, right? And like graphic design. And I used to do graphic design and like design in high school in terms of like newspaper design, right? So it was like more layout style, less specifically creativity. And sure. I really enjoyed that part. And I just like didn't know that like, oh, maybe this could actually make me money. Um, and so, yeah, I like started like doing more graphic design and then like product design like throughout freshman and sophomore year and junior year. And then... Um, my summer, like just this summer that happened, like junior to senior year, I did this internship. I'm not gonna name the company, but it was a product design internship. And dude, it was like one of the worst experiences okay. of like <laughs> um, my like career trajectory, right? Cause <laughs> there's just like so much shit that like happened between me and my managers. And like, it was just not the environment that I wanted to like continue to be in after graduation, right? Yeah. Plus, it made me realize that, like, low-key, like, product design is not for me. I'm just not uh, an analytical person in terms of my thinking. I'm more of, okay, like, let me just, like, create something that, like, comes from my imagination as opposed to, like, me thinking through a specific step process of how to create that thing. Sure. And so, yeah, I was just, like, feeling very dejected and, like, I didn't know what to do. And then... My friend taught me tattooing. Shout out Natalie Lee. Shout out Natalie. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, that's where I'm at right now. And like, I still do graphic design. Like I love the company that I'm at right now. And so it's a smaller company, which is a lot better for me. Um, I think right now I'm just trying to like explore different forms of creativity, like 3D design. I'm really excited to get into that. But yeah, I just like know that like, I just need to be in this like, this sphere as opposed to like any other sphere. But it took me a while to realize like this was for me, you know? And the thing is like, we also have to realize like we are so young. Yeah, yeah, We no. are so fucking young. And for us to think that we're going to be doing exactly what we want to do after college and making like, I don't know, six figures, right? It's like, no, there's going to be a process to how we're going to get there and not everything's going to come at once. So just like enjoy the journey, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, 100%. Focus on the journey and not the end point. Uh, <laughs> At what point did you find yourself like realizing that it could be a financial success? I know you mentioned it briefly, but like mm -hmm. what, what, what was the thing you saw where you were like, oh wait, like that seems really creative and they also make money. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Bro, yes. I did a branding, like my first branding for a, 
like a USC startup was like a couple of years ago. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna get the balls and I'm gonna charge like a good rate, like a rate that like usually people charge, right? And like once I saw that, like they were like, oh yeah, no, we're totally fine with that. I was like, holy fuck, I can make money. (laughs) You know, I also think it's important to like understand like your own worth. And I think that's something I'm still learning to understand in terms of like financial right like what is my financial worth so yeah dude like if you guys advice if you ever want to charge just charge like the rate that you want to be paid you just know? up it yeah don't yeah, just undersell up yourself. It. Like, yeah. you never know how what people are gonna agree to and i'm not saying like oh like obviously like scam them or whatever but like charge a rate that's like Representat- uh, representative of like what you believe your own worth is as an artist. 100%. You know what I mean? And even if you do aim high, they'll talk you down and you'll find a happy little middle place. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Don't start low. Always. That's like just negotiation 101. I, I hate when I uh, walk away from a situation and I'm like, I think I lost that battle. You know, like yeah, I think I undersold yeah. myself or I overpaid for something. Yeah, I hate that feeling. Uh, yeah, but... So tell me about the tattoos. Mm-hmm. You said shout out Natalie Lee, shout right? Another Natalie USC Lee. student, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, did she like mentor you? Was it a gradual process of being like, you know what? I think I should start doing this too, or was mm-hmm. it just like instantly? It was instant. It yeah. was so. Um, I got a like pretty big piece done by this artist named Sabrina. Her at is stab Shout out. Shout out. Um, and I was just talking to her about, like, how did she start as an artist and, like, all just, like, her own journey. And this was after a time where I felt really, really bad about where I was in my, like, career, right? Okay. Um, and so, yeah, she was just like, yeah, I just started doing stick and pokes. And I was like, hmm, maybe I can do that. And I remember, like, that day, like, tweeting, like, I'm going to become a tattoo artist. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. It's just I believe in, like, manifestations. So I don't know what happened, but I feel like the universe, like, really heard me because literally the next day I didn't know Natalie was coming over like I didn't know Sarah was even getting a tattoo that day but like they came she came over and Sarah's like oh like do you want to just like learn from her and I was like yeah for sure (laughs) so that is crazy coincidental yeah it it just like all happened like really quickly and so yeah like uh, I actually I'm like looking at it right now it's like three little shapes that I did and then um, a little cloud on my arm and like I'm I always like tell this people about this moment because I've never felt anything like it but it genuinely felt like the tool that I was using was a part of me, right? So, like, when I was, like, using the needle, it just felt so natural to me and, like, something that, like, I feel like I've done before, even though I've never done it before. That is crazy. So, yeah, and then just kind of, like, that day, like, I learned and then um, I, like, asked her about, like, uh, any, like, tips or, like, materials that I might need and she, like, sent over so many things. (laughs) Shout out. What Um, a good tutor. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. yeah. And then, like, the next day I was just kind of like, okay, like, fuck it, let me just, like, do more, right? And then... Also, shout out to my roommates for letting me practice on them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I feel like that is, you do need something like that. It's better than a fruit, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I actually, I used like clementines before. Yeah. I had like skin pads, but it didn't look like skin. So I just like tattooed fruit. And, and so a, and a fruit's just, not going to tell you if it hurts, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like stabbing them, no. And in case anybody no. doesn't know, you also gave me my Cheshire cat tattoo and it's phenomenal. And oh, how is it healing? Oh, it looks great. Oh, and I was even going to comment on the fact that like at that time, I was thoroughly impressed with your skill level like knowing how many tattoos you had done and you've done so many more sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say you have done so many more sense. Are you feeling more confident? Is there like more like little nuances Mm -hmm. that you have like noticed just from practicing more and more? Yeah, dude. It's like, so I love this practice because every single time I tattoo, I pick up something new, right? Like, Like from our time that we tattooed, like I've like picked, I've gotten better at understanding like what's the best, like, way to hold the needle, like what works for me, you know? It's like little things that I just like learned throughout the way of like observing other artists as well as like just YouTube videos. Um, I don't know, it just like, it, I just love being able to grow in like a s- gradual process as opposed to like, oh, okay, like this is where I'm now and like this is where I'm at in like 20 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think like I'm still like, I'm very hard on myself when it comes to like what I create uh, as everyone is, I feel like. Yeah, of course, yeah. So for me, like the biggest thing that I'm focusing on right now is like really being precise with my lines as well as um, having intention behind like every dot that I do. Because I think that if I just like think about it in, let me try to explain this. Basically like 
before I was thinking about uh, like every tattoo as like a big picture, right? Like, okay, I have to fill out this outline and then it's gonna get better and then it's gonna get better. But now I'm thinking about it as like, okay, like I wanna have intention behind every like stroke that I, or every pass that I do so that uh, I like put all of my like self into it as opposed to like kind of like halfway being there. I, I don't know how to explain it. Well, that makes sense honest, to me. You know and, what I mean? And yeah. I think, uh, if, if it doesn't make sense, like, in this example, it wouldn't make sense at all. And I just mean that to say, like, I can understand the importance in valuing every dot on something that's going to be, like, permanently on somebody's body. Exactly, you know what I mean? yeah. You know, like, it's not like a... F I know what you're talking... Like, to me, when you were describing it, it was like, uh, you're doing a coloring book, mm -hmm. you know? And so, like, a coloring book is a little more passive because you, like, already have the lines done. So I can imagine you, like, trying to build the shape and then you're just kind of, like, filling in. Yeah. But no, instead now it's, like, more focus on every single dot. Do you have, like, a tattoo so far that's been your favorite? Yes. Wait, I have a few, actually. Let me, Tell me about look them. through... My Instagram. I um, saw the one you did for Sean recently. Uh, it's like the Daft Punk helmets. Oh, yeah. I haven't posted that one yet, but Dude, that one's fire. Cool. I love that one. I thought that was crazy of him because he put it like right on his arm, like pretty spontaneously. You yeah, know he was I mean? just like, oh, let me just put it here. And I'm like, oh, okay, bet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few that I really like. I did this mushroom on Kimi. Um, okay, show me. Looks like this. Oh, I have seen that one. Yeah. yeah. This was one of my favorite ones because it's also from my flash and like, it just healed so nicely. I was just really proud of like um, the outcome of it. Yeah, it's kind of big too. It's yeah. It, this was like five hours. Yeah, five hours. Yeah, wow. I don't remember how long ours was. It Three. Was like, yeah, that was a and that was in long August. appointment. Um, yeah, but I wanted it to be nice, so I didn't right. care. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> Dude, Sarah's took me the whole day. Like oh this my gosh, butterfly one. This one. Yeah, because there was a lot of like thicker shading on it. And so I, I had to do an outline and then fill everything in. And oh wow. Yeah, that took me. The Are there different day. size like points to have larger dots, or is it really always mm -hmm. the same size dot? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, and then I also like this butterfly one that I did recently, because it's like different. Is that from your flash too? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like uh, I was using like shading, but yeah. So basically, like with needles, right? Like you either have, um, there's like three, five, seven, nine, eleven. Uh, there's other ones too, but basically, it's like three needles in one. So I usually oh. use like 3RL because I like uh, thinner lines. And like, I noticed that like with my flashes, they tend to work a lot better to represent like, oh, the actual line width, right? Yes. And then um, I don't, I sometimes use 5RL, which is like five needles in one. But for me, it's a little harder to see like how the needles like go into the skin. And so, because there's like, you can, you have to focus on like five at once, right? Yeah. Damn, so, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. I like, I usually don't use more than three, to be honest, on like line work. But if it's shading, then I just like go crazy. I like using 11 and I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like a bigger, like a bigger surface area. So you can't really tell the difference if it's like a 11 or like a five. Sure. And less room mm -hmm. for error if you're just like filling something in. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So just, like, I love shading because I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me just tear up this flesh. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> tell me uh, what encouraged you to start like using color because I am a tattoo fan. I consider myself and yeah. I have never thought to start using color on my leg. Like it's crossed my mind, mm -hmm. but I always talk myself out of it because I think that it just like wouldn't sit right. But that obviously can't be true because so many people get colorful tattoos, like very common. Yeah. But uh, what made you think that would be like a cool thing to do both like on yourself as well mm -hmm. as offer it to other people? Yeah. So I originally did not think I was going to go past just red ink. I really fuck with red ink. Oh, I, red ink only. Wow. Yeah. I have this like little uh, nesting doll on my leg that has like two red flowers in it. And I got that one when I was like probably like 18 or 19. But when I got that one, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do only red ink and black ink. But then I was like, okay, I really like... Uh, cute colorful tattoos that kind of look like stickers. So like okay. I refer to like my little ones as like skin stickers. I see that, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of like wanted to like see what other colors I could do. Um, in terms of like using colors in other people, I just like noticed that like a lot of the artists that I liked on Instagram um, incorporated like some form of color in their tattoos. And I just personally liked how that looked. But I wouldn't go as far as to like do a lot of crazy colors at once. I just, I like the fact that like, I can stick to a couple and then incorporate them in like some type of way. Cause like, I think limitations make, uh, limitations lead to more creative work because okay. if you have like a free for all for everything, right? Then you're kind of like fixated on like one specific part of like 
everything that you can think of, right? But if you have limitations to your art, then like, for example, like my limitation is like, oh, I'll only use three colors for now, right? Then that leads me to think of like more creative things as opposed to like, oh, I have all these colors available to me. It Hi, Kat. probably encourages you to do more with like the lines, I feel like in the detail, because it's not like going to be shown by the color. So you say you like working with limitations. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, does that mean you prefer to draw things being brought to you instead of things from your flash sheet on people? I, no, I actually, I prefer to do my flash. I don't mind when people bring in work to me, um, but I prefer to do things from my flashy because, I don't know, that's like, it's, it feels more fulfilling to some extent, you totally. know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, like, this is like, you want something that is like completely from like my yeah, own imagination. You invented that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I think like what I mean by limitations is like, for example, like let's say I have like a, like a graphic that I have to make, right? And like the rules for the graphic are there are no rules, right? Then I automatically think to like things that are more of my style instead of like experimenting with like other styles or mm -hmm. experimenting with like other forms of like thinking, you know? Yes. Um, but if someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, like make this graphic for me, but you only have to use yellow and black, that's it. Then I'll be like, oh, wow. Like then I like think about it in a way of like, Okay, like what is yellow and black, but what also is yellow and black that's not conventionally yellow and black? Oh, okay, wow. You know what I mean? Definitely. That's really cool. Because I wouldn't have expected you to say that at all. I would have thought, like, it kind of sounded to me like when you're provided some limitations or mm -hmm. guidance, it like inspires just more creativity because it's like, I don't know why, but that's what I thought you were saying. But then when you said mm -hmm. uh, it encourages you to like go even more outside of the box, I think exactly. that is dope. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the phrase. It's like yeah. limitations make me think outside the box. Yeah. And I think that's like very, very important, especially if you feel like you're stuck in a rut in terms of like your creativity, right? Or like what you're creating. Um, Do you plan on yeah. getting covered in tattoos? No, I don't know. My you mom have gone is really very far already. Yeah. Oh, don't tell her that. No. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, like at least from just I got my tattoo in August. Yeah. Even from August, you have like many more small yeah. tattoos. It's, that's the thing. I like the small ones. Yeah. I'm getting a big piece on my shoulder. I think in December. Okay. Depending on how COVID is, because oh, of course, you yeah. know. But um, I don't know. I always think about this. Like, I don't want sleeves because I like the fact that, like, there's, like, space between certain tattoos, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, I feel like sleeves are really badass. So, like, <laughs> maybe... I also, like, ha started, like, I have a big thigh tattoo right now. Okay. And I was like, well, I really like thigh tattoos now. So maybe I'll go into that. I don't know. Like, it depends on, like, again, how my mom thinks about it. Because, <laughs> like... You respect her yeah, opinion of your body that her. much? Yeah, okay. I, no, it depends. Because, like, I think uh, we just had an argument the other day about yeah. it, which is why it's on my mind. Because um, she was like, Nicole, I'm not going to support you if, like, you get more. And I'm like, girl, you already don't support me. So, like, I don't know what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we'll but see. We'll why see. does it matter to her? I'm curious. I think her point is, like, the same point that a lot of older generations have, where it's like, oh, like, you're born into this body. Like, why do you face it, right? But I... The best thing I think about our generation's mindset when it comes to tattoos is the fact that we don't think like that anymore you yeah, know 100%. and she was telling me like oh like what if you regret all those tattoos when you're older but at the same time right like I don't look at it as that way I look at it as like oh each tattoo that I get is just a representation of my mindset in that moment 100%. right yeah, so I it's like the same thing Exactly. I so, always say the same thing. My thing mm -hmm. is uh, I find very common when I talk to people about tattoos, you meet a lot of people who say like, I want to get my first tattoo, but I'm not exactly sure what I would get because mm -hmm. I'm not sure like what I'll like for the rest of my life. Yeah. How, how can I know what I'm going to like for the rest of my life? And I always reassure them, instead of like coming up with something you think you're going to like for the rest of your life, why don't you just work on like changing your mindset? That's what yeah. I always tell them because for me, it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> for me, it's like, God forbid something like drastic happens to me and my entire perspective of like nature, let's mm -hmm. say, changes. And I'm like, fuck nature. I can at least be like consciously appreciative of the fact that at one point I liked nature, you know? Mm -hmm. And I can at least be able to like refer to my leg and be like, look, this was a chapter in my life in which like I really liked nature. And, and yeah, I'm out of it now, but mm -hmm. you know, like that means I grew, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I think the way you look at it is perfect. And I wish more people would look at it that way because I love the idea of turning your body into a canvas. That's what I always yeah. call it. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was yeah. telling her, I was like, dude, my body is like a home and I'm hanging paintings on it. Exactly. <laughs> and, no, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the same thing. Like, allow me to express myself however I please, whether it be permanent or not, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and if you have a problem with it, just keep it to yourself, right? <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, like at the end of the day, it's like doesn't change who you dude, are. Dude, yeah. I have this like <laughs> funny story. I have a wave, <laughs> little wave tattoo. That was my first one that I ever okay. got, and it's like the most. I'm not okay. Like no hate to people who have wave tattoos, but like. Personally, I think mine looks basic as fuck. Okay. But <laughs> it's like that ass just a line and a wave. And I remember when I was like, this was oh, when I was 18. I just turned 18. And I was like, tell my friends, I'm like, oh, this wave represents that I was like born by the sea and it reminds me of home. It's just a fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you meant yeah. it. I feel like maybe you did mean it yeah, a little bit. I, a you little don't think so? Bit. I think so. I think it's just now I look at it and I'm like, girl, nah. But it's funny to me because like it's next to like a really big piece that I have on my chest that I think is like really really beautiful my friend David David Enth shout did out. that shout out David Enth um, he's crazy now he's like he's grown so much but he like did these like two big pieces on me and it's right next to it and it's like cool to see my mindset how it changed from when I was 18 to when I was 20 right because yeah. it's like I can literally see that like change in how my style grew so i don't know like yeah it's a little basic but it's cute i, it's cute. I like the thought of it just as long as you can keep complimenting it you know as long as you don't exactly. have to look back yeah. at it and be like oh this shit's ugly that that i could see might be a regrettable decision <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's funny what inspires the flash sheets because you keep referring to like your style and like mm. the, the vibe you have and, and it's it's clear to me that you have one i love and I also really liked when you called the small colorful tattoos like stickers because when you put out your flash sheets, I always think of them as like, you know, when you get like a, a sticker packet in like, yeah. yeah it's oh, like, I'm glad. Yeah, and that's I'm what glad. it feels like. It really does because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's all these like little shapes and it's like, oh, I could throw these anywhere, like on my notebook, on my leg, you know, <laughs> I feel like it could be anywhere. Uh, what is like encouraging that style and how has it changed? You mentioned like uh, when you were 18, you got a certain mm -hmm. tattoo and you think your style has changed. How have you gotten to this new style that you're on now from yeah, where you started? Dude, it's all about looking at things that you think is pretty. I think that's the biggest way to grow your style. Yeah. Personally, like I think mine is less I wanna be like I want my style to become a little bit more like um grungy-ish. Okay. But I I always say that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like of course. I, I just want <laughs> I, I want it to be yeah, I want it to be like harder, you yeah. know? But right now I feel like because of my personality and I don't know if my person I don't want my personality to change but maybe because of my personality like I'm more drawn to like cuter things right so now I'm trying to branch out from just doing like cuter things and make it so that it's a mix of the two so it's like mm. cute badass I saw the Friday the 13th sheet yeah, yeah, yeah. so like that's kind of where I want to start going into I almost bought one yeah <laughs> <laughs> I really did but I had to be responsible with my money that was the only reason yeah. I couldn't yeah, no yeah. worries dude yeah I'm around um but <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Yeah, I think it's just like um, I have a vision for where I want to take my style in the future. Maybe not right now because there's so much shit going on. Yeah. Um, but in like maybe post grad when I have more free time, like I definitely want to like start creating a perception of myself, like in terms of like my personal brand as more of like badass chrome cute but still like cute vibes. Sure. I have a mood board. I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> yeah, but funny. it looks sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the way you tried to describe like all of your growing aesthetics in one go. Yeah, I was yes. like, uh, mm, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, additionally to the tattoo thing, we talked about it before, just mm -hmm. like very briefly, I feel like we talked about the graphic designer thing. What are mm -hmm. like your goals as a graphic designer? We now know definitely not product design. So yeah. what would be like uh, a cool thing for you to do? Yeah, I think... Dude, I just want to like, get into 3D because right, I want to be, yeah, this, yeah, like I was talking to Eddie, who was my boyfriend about this yesterday, because um, we were just watching music videos and I was like, oh, like what is like my type of, what's like a music video that's like my style, right? And I realized that I really love like futuristic concepts, right? Like if you like want to look at it a little bit further, like um, I really fucked with Fuck Sleep from ASAP, like that uh, yeah, yeah. music video is crazy. It's just like twigs, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like I love like incorporating futurism into reality, where like the things that like I create, basically like I just want to be able to create things out of my imagination and incorporate it into reality, right? Would um, you like to work in the music field, in the architecture field? Like, what would be the dream thing? Uh, I don't know if it'd be architecture. I think music is where I'm at right now, which is like actually the company that I'm working on right now is pre predominantly in music industry. Um, personally, I fuck with this industry more than others I've realized um, until I like maybe find a new one. Sure. But uh, I just like the fact that you can 
take an artist, right, and then create a completely new identity for them just based on creative, right? Because, like, for example, like, no music video that we see that is, like, cool, like, in a futuristic concept, like, that could be, none of that could be possible without designers, you know yeah. what I mean? And so that's the thing that I think is, like, craziest to me is like you can create something that's gonna impact so many people i like the i like the honing in on the music video idea because mm -hmm. what i find particularly interesting about music videos is that it's not usually one person especially in like the creative mm -hmm. and vision of the it's graphic a team. design it's a, it's team, a whole right? ass team exactly buddy. and yeah. i think working in teams i always refer to like making music in teams is really exciting to me because you're like pulling the best parts of everyone's style together to mm -hmm. make something unique do you feel the same way about graphic design? Do you appreciate working with others or do you think it's more beneficial to just kind of pull straight from your mind? Nah, so I cannot just pull straight from my mind personally right. because like, okay, to some extent, yeah, but everything always ends up better when you work with other people. Cause like when you're working by yourself, right, you're just limited to your mind. And like, you could be the most creative person possible and like create something fucking crazy, right? But I feel like combining your imagination with someone else's just make something a lot more interesting, right? There is like a lot more depth to it. Um, and there's a representation of both styles. Like for example, like whenever me and Eddie work together, right? Or like uh, we collab, <laughs> let's collab. <laughs> like we, um, <laughs> we did the Springfest branding together. And originally, like if I was just thinking about branding by myself, um, I would probably like think of like, just like the flowers or like, make it like something that is like me, right? But when we work together, we you can clearly see the two styles and like how they complement each other. And I think that's something that's like really sick. I don't know, I just love like looking at like how people's personal styles can be seen in a project where they work with so many people. You 100%, know? I feel like that shows uh, really heavily in like fashion. I yeah, feel like when you see like two yeah, designers yeah. work together, uh, who especially like wouldn't have met other than to make a crazy piece of clothing, mm -hmm. I think it's really obvious. Like uh, for me, I'm thinking of like uh, Tyler the Creator working, doing like the golf the floor stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like that's his Dude, style. Dude, the fucking North Face and Brain Dead collab. Like Didn't I don't know see. if you saw no, it. No. It's so sick. And I was just like, dude, it's like, it, it's so cool. It's like if it was just Brain Dead, right? It would just be something that is like a Brain Dead style. And like their clothing is sick. Don't get me wrong, right? But like combining it with a brand that's like more traditional just like gives it so much more what is the word um pizzazz. texture pizzazz. <laughs> yeah <laughs> would you ever consider uh doing anything in the fashion world yeah funny you mentioned that right now i do a lot of merch oh so, really yeah okay. I, i'm working a lot on like merch designs and it's cool because i did want to get into fashion to some extent um because i feel like fashion for me is a way to uh, express myself like outwardly the most does that make sense? Was that a correct sentence? That was correct. And yeah. it's so true because I think like yeah. don't judge a book by its cover has gone completely out the window just as a, a quick little. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's like all right, right now I'm working a lot on like uh, merch designs for like artists and like I'm going to be completely real with you. It's so hard. It's so hard to find shit that looks cool but also sells like or to make shit that looks cool but also sells because you have to like take into account the artist's personal creative direction um, as well as what people are going to buy because what you might buy is different than what the majority of people are going to find interesting. You know what I mean? 100%. Are you ever working with people that like you're a fan of? Yeah. I yeah, feel like yeah. that would help more. Like, yeah. How, how is it different to work for a project, work on a project for someone you have an interest in versus just like mm -hmm. a complete stranger? Cause I feel like that's when you were just explaining that to me, it sounded like, you know, if you don't know the person and their fan base very well, mm -hmm. it's you're kind of like drawing in the dark, I feel like, you know? A little, yeah. It's it's cool because like I get to experience both sides at work, right? Like for example, I just did merch for an artist um, and I really liked what I was doing, but I didn't know what her fan base was yeah. or like what she personally liked. And then it ended up being that like what we made, like, yeah, it looked cool, but it wasn't the direction that she wanted to go in. So we had to like completely do a completely new revision. Yeah, And those like processes like can be frustrating sometimes but I always try to remember it as like each revision you're just gonna get better right and at some points you're just gonna like nail it so true but it does help to know the artist if I really like them right um I have a couple of pieces hopefully coming out in 
the next, I don't know, two, two, three weeks, whenever they decide to. Um, I keep taking screenshots on my oh, phone instead so of closing funny. it. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it happens all the time. But yeah, so I have a couple of pieces coming out soon, hopefully, if it ends up getting printed. Um, and those, like one of those artists like, I actually really fucked with before. So it was just like really easy for me to make things for him because I was like, oh, like, this is sick. And I think this could fit his vibe. So, yeah, yeah you know true. what I mean? And I also think like when you like an artist, it's because you are relating to them. So exactly. if you can yeah. relate to the artist, I bet it makes it way easier to draw for them. Because mm -hmm. it's kind of like their thoughts are now fusing with your thoughts. You recognize them and you just move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned briefly, uh, again, like a love for 3D. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me why. I don't really Dude, even know what you mean by that. So just like teach me, please. Anything. Okay. So if you think about any video that incorporates like really cool futuristic shit, right? Mm. All of that is made in 3D. So like, um, I don't know. Let me think of like one reference. I don't know. It's like basically anything that is not real is made in like 3D or like some form of like 3D program. Like yeah, whether like it be like, animation. yeah, like yeah. whether it be Blender or like Cinema 4D, like all those programs like allow you to like create things that look real, but come from your imagination. And that's the thing that's sickest to me is like, I can create something that looks real, that could completely exist in this reality, but can't at the same time. Yeah, like, wow. I love like, I love that whole process, especially like, this is why I'm so drawn to like animation, illustration, and like 3D is because all of those forms of media, like there's no limitation to it, right? Like yeah. the only limit is like your imagination to some extent. 100%. So, Has psychedelics yeah. influenced this kind of idea Ooh. at all? <laughs> we don't have to make it a long conversation, yeah. but uh, when you started to say like things in reality that can't really be real, I was just like, oh, Am I tripping? Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Oh my God. Drugs definitely have influenced me. Um, sorry, parents. Um, <laughs> safe drugs. Safe drugs. We don't do hard drugs. drugs. I don't yeah, do hard yeah. drugs. No, no. I, yeah, when I like started tripping my sophomore year, um, it has definitely influenced like the way I, like the things that I like. Because like, Every time I was like looking around the world, right, like I saw very like saturated colors that I just like related to a lot. And so the hardest thing is for me to remember my mindset when I'm tripping so I can recreate it when I'm sober. Oh, wow. Of course, yeah. So, like, I sketch a lot when I'm, like, tripping. Um, and actually, that was there was, like, a moment where uh, me and my roommates, like, took shrooms, like, my sophomore year. And I had this whole, like, breakdown and, like, realization of, like, my own power. And the only reason I realized it is because I was drawing. And I was like, holy shit, this is what I'm able to create out of my mind, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely like it's played a big part in my creativity, but I don't want to say that it's like where my creativity comes from because like that's not true. Yeah, right? and I also it think- It inf helps influence it. I also think your style isn't like directly drawn from those experiences. I do actually think, and I mean, it sounds like I'm sucking on you or whatever, but <laughs> I, I do think yeah. there's like a clear- My ego. <laughs> <laughs> a clear influence, if you will, instead of like a drawing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I can tell that- I, I actually can tell like what you were saying before where you were like, oh, QT and grunge or whatever. Like it's mm -hmm. clear to me that you're pulling from all these different things that you find interesting and bringing mm -hmm. them together. I think that's why your style is cool is because it's not just like in a lane. Yeah, it's like, you know like, I mean? I like I think I'm really hard on myself in terms of really pushing myself to think past what I've done before, right? Mm -hmm. So like I get really bored of like doing the same thing over and over again, which is why I've never like continued a specific style of illustrations. Like... I did a couple, um, the ones that like, I think people like the most are like my freedom posters and my like the hope and the awake aware ones. Mm. Like that style of illustration, like that definitely was like a big phase in my life, like during the summer. But now like coming back to that style, like I don't feel familiar to it anymore. So again, it's just like pushing myself to like think farther than what I've known before. And to grow, it sounds like. And to grow, yeah. yeah. But then it makes me think like, okay, like I'm doing so many different like styles. It's like, what the fuck is my own style? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but I think that's good. Like, I, I think that is good. Obviously, obviously you're referring to like having like a strict brand, but I think uh, being confused in your own style is good because it's like, I'm capable of trying these different things. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like if, if you grow tired of one side, you can just like start focusing a little bit more on the grunge, right? And you can yeah. start doing more skulls instead of like flowers, you know? Yeah. And I, think, I think that's cool, having that like variety. Okay, this is just like coming out of nowhere really, but would you ever want to make like uh, 
graphic illustrations to go up on like a DJ's live set. You know what I'm talking Yo, about? Yeah, like, that's those are what so I'm trying cool to, to me. do, yeah. dude. Like it's crazy. Like the people I work with at work who do 3D, like they focus on concert visuals a lot and like that's stage like my design. Favorite shit. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so cool. Yeah. That I would love to do that something like that. And that's what I mean when I say like I want to get better at 3D design because I just want to make shit like that. Like I just want to make things that like entice people to keep watching yeah okay that sounds fucked up no but, but you know what true. i mean yes yeah, no that's true yeah. <laughs> you're not being a propagandist no. <laughs> yeah. no, not at all we don't like communism <laughs> not in this household no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no totally i just out of nowhere that just struck me and uh hopefully an opportunity comes for you mm-hmm. i'm trying to go on tour one day so if i need somebody to make that kind oh of stuff God, i got you let's go yeah i need Gang-gang. to find an artist to take on tour first i'm, I'm slacking right now <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> no one's going on tour exactly. for the next four years. Oh, be real. Chill. Don't even put that negative energy out <laughs> into the world. I stress so much about how long until we get back to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, we'll start wrapping up. Nicole, it's been so fun. Uh, oh, thank is there you anything so much. that we like didn't cover that you want to talk about or any shout outs you want to make before we um, start wrapping up? I feel like I've made a lot of shout outs throughout this, but yeah, again, check out stab.d, uh, David Enth, Um well, oh, Jaina Wan. These are my favorite tattoo artists. Sorry, I'm just like going crazy right now. No, you should. Um, but shout out Eddie. Yeah, shout out Eddie. Shout out my roommate. Shout out Natalie. Um, literally, I think lately or the past couple of days, like I'm just going through something like personal in my life right now. So I've just been a lot more um, aware of like how much love I have in my life and how like how much support I just, I have in my life. And I think, um, I just wanna like say that I'm very, very grateful for like everyone in my life and to hold your families close, especially during this time because you don't know what can happen. Um, But yeah, just stay safe. Um, Tell your friends that you love them. Tell your families you love them. Hug them. Hug your pets. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on this. <laughs> Dude, of course. And no, I think what you're saying is really important uh, to highlight that even further. Like, uh, it's clear, you know, you said you're going through something. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are going through some crazy shit right now. And I think yeah. uh, it's it's become even more important to just let everybody around you know that you're there as a support if they need it. You exactly. Know? You don't have to yeah. be very forward. You don't have to be like uh, pressing about it. But just to like let everybody around you know that like if they do need to talk, you're around. It's, yeah, it's, it's really yeah. important. I totally like, agree. Definitely, like, just, ha- like, having that support system of, like, I feel like everyone having that support system is so crucial because, again, like, you don't know what can happen. And for me, I've been really learning how to not push people away so much because I feel like, this is what I mentioned earlier, where I know that I am cold. Yeah, <laughs> to some extent. To some extent. But I think, You don't like, strike me as such, but I believe uh, <laughs> I think I think it's something that I'm working on um, and something that I've noticed recently. And so, yeah, just really, I've been really trying to like um, have my support system close to me. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Don't talk, don't don't call yourself cold. I feel like you came all the way out here to do this podcast for me. That's very kind. <laughs> no, <laughs> and you went I out of did. your way. <laughs> um, I was gonna add something even more, but I don't remember. Just definitely, everybody spread love right now. You know, spread it's a love. crazy time. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay don't safe. go anywhere. Wear masks. Wear a mask. <laughs> Get a nice one. You know. Yeah, they're cute. Like, yeah. dude, you look like a ninja. Or like, you're kind of badass. You know. Yep. I love and get masks. a test. Tests are easy. And uh, tests are if everybody's so easy. tested, it'll make everybody's lives better. Definitely. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. If you made it this far, I love you. I appreciate you. Again, Nicole, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for, for being so open about your story, of course. Uh, and if you guys need to get tattoos and you're in the L.A. area, Nicole Saf. What's that? Uh, taboo. Taboo, yep. taboo, baby. Taboo. Pull up on Taboo. Get a, a matching Cheshire cat. We can be twins. Um, all right, everybody. Talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. It's a sign you just couldn't read it. Energy is heavier than elephants. So open mind's always feeling Oh, so exposed to the elements But we define what is relevant The blisses all started settling mm-hmm. Trying to be a resident It's so inviting But can you hear the moon? Out and back at you Thank you.
They can talk in the ceiling Got lost Stars bouncing off In the deep end You're a god Just like me And you might not really ever see it But it's true I believe in everybody Yeah But can you hear the moon? But can you hear the 